I'm not fueled by passion so much as much I am cu- curious to learn. Uh, so if you put me in a situation where um, or in a room, I would be very curious to learn about uh, all of you. I would like to I would like to listen more than to contribute because I really want to know your story. So that curiosity leads me to all different uh, sorts of areas which I haven't explored before. I just want to I'm just curious to see if I am able to do this. A chance meeting led EdTech founder, entrepreneur, podcast host, and exchange alumni, Nitty Nitty, to her first experience with the International Visitors Leadership Program, or IVLP. But it wasn't the first time curiosity led Nitty to new experiences. In this episode, travel with Nitty from India to Singapore, Switzerland, and the US to discover the ties that bind us how Nitty challenged societal norms, and how she is empowering young girls to take risks. Everyone has a story to tell. People, places, and international exchange. Join us to hear the extraordinary stories of exchange alumni and how their lives have been forever changed. This is Voices of Exchange. I had taken a five-year break before uh, um, after having my kids. So um, when I wanted to restart work, I found myself with an outdated resume and my my uh, degree was already five years old by that point. And um, I was applying for jobs, but I was not getting any kind of response, no interviews or whatsoever. So I was feeling a little bit disappointed that this whole idea of taking a break has backfired on me. Uh, And I went back to my um, alma mater, which was uh, National University of Singapore, and I asked my professor, and he was kind enough to offer me a research position. And during that time, I came across uh, Kodathan, which was um, a coding uh, training camp for people to train young students, uh, primary and secondary school students in coding. I had no experience in coding, but I thought it was a great opportunity to give back to the community. And I just joined that program. And at the end of the wrap up event of that program, uh, I happened to um, be at the wrap up event and I realized that program was funded by the US embassy in Singapore. And uh, there was there was a lady there and she was taking pictures of the ambassador and um, I, I thought she's from the media and I just happened to speak to her and she asked me what do I, what was I doing at this point and I explained to her that um, I'm working about on this project about the Singapore startup ecosystem and and documenting the journey of how it has been developed and so on. And she said, oh, that sounds very interesting. Why don't you uh, send me more details of what you're doing? And I so I did. And after a few days, she wrote back to me and she said, would you be interested in this program, the IVLP program? And because IVLP is not uh, mentioned on any of the websites, I had no idea that such a program existed. And she said, I would like to nominate you. I was like, okay. <laughs> and this was, it was so, so much of a serendipity because I never expected, I really thought she's from the media because there were other people from the media. And I just happened to 
start a conversation with her and i said okay so which publication house are you from and are you uh, and she said no i just happened to work with the us embassy and this because my ambassador is here i'm here to cover her for for our website and um so i and she um so sometimes i feel that it was really meant to be that i had to get um, this opportunity and be with those 20 bright uh, women in that uh, in that frame of time so i was really glad to um, have gotten that opportunity firstly because it gave me that confidence that uh, mothers can get back to work and there are people or there are people who are out there to support you uh, to give you those opportunities to get further in your career by default when you go for an exchange program you are surrounded by bright minds you know, um, these are either creative entrepreneurs who are have the best ideas or these are academically inclined people who are coming out with great research. So the, the moment you step into that room, it's uh, you are going to be challenged. Uh, you are going to be thrown in to the deep end where you have new ideas coming at you and it's up to you what you want to do with them. And I was so amazed by the energy, by the idea, by the possibilities that these women had. And I embraced that fully and I really enjoyed interacting with each and every one of them. So uh, for me, the highlight of the program was these the cohort of these bright minds and being surrounded by them it was like being scattered with seeds of possibilities and those seeds took uh, germinated at a certain stage later in my life and often we hear people saying oh that was the best experience of my life and it has been truly the best experience of my life we had people from the private sector from the public sector from the grassroots so it was a very well whole um whole development kind of process that i really enjoyed integrating into nitty's global interest links back to the childhood trips her father took her family on learning independence and a cultural awareness at an early age nitty eventually began working for singapore airlines where she discovered new possibilities in the sights sounds and smells of each new city my father was the traveler in the family. He loved to take us for holidays to different parts in India. We never traveled outside, just to Nepal, which is the neighboring country. That was the only um, foreign destination that we discovered. Most of the time it was India. India being so big, um, we spent most of the time in India. But uh, I think it was the need to be independent that really fueled me to go out and discover what lies beyond the borders of India. Uh, I really wanted to discover the world on my own. Uh, given, given that we came from a very conservative family where um, though my parents uh, always uh, encouraged us to study and work hard, there was no real need to become independent, financially independent. Uh, so for me, I felt that uh, I wanted to do something which was not done before, go ahead and discover uh, new possibilities for myself. And when this opportunity came by, I decided to give it a try and see how it goes. So once I 
reached Singapore, I was on my own and it was a very different experience. It was a, um, the sights, the sounds, the smell of this very multicultural society, uh, highly cosmopolitan, very different from India in many, many ways. And the best part of it was probably realizing that the common humanity, the emotions that people feel, no matter what your skin color is, what your race is, are the same. So when I used to fly, I used to observe the fact that people are just drawn by the same emotions. Airport is such a melting pot of cultures. You see people hugging and you see you that really gave me a lot of energy when I used to see people bidding farewell to their friends or family and you could see grandparents flying all the way from Canada to India to visit just their newborn child or some uh, some other story or maybe sometimes uh, somebody has passed away and a friend is flying from really in remote part of the world to see uh, just bid farewell to their friend and all those emotions really um, were more exciting to me uh, than the actual travel itself i look forward to interacting with people that was um, that was probably the main highlight for me I was with Singapore Airlines for seven years and I became a trainer at some point. And um, uh, later on, I, I really was intrigued by Singapore's development in contrast to uh, developing Asia, because Asia being a melting pot of different cultures and economies, it's a place where you see a huge disparity in economic status and how the economic development process has really played out and compared to India where I was from I re I felt that this they Singapore is doing something right and I really wanted to figure that out what that is what's the secret sauce for Singapore's remarkable economic prosperity and that was their public policy which is which is uh, the foundation of uh, the Singapore system uh, and Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy is one of the well-known institutions around the world. And I thought, if I want to learn about public policy, Singapore is really, uh, it's, it's an example to many countries in the world. And that would be the best place to learn that. And that was the motivation to go to um, go back to school and study. Uh, once I was there, it was it was clear to me that this um, the public policy requires navigating a very delicate space because creating policies is happening in midst of a lot of stakeholders and how are you going to do that? How, how are you going to manage that? Is a very tricky process. Uh, the theory and the practical aspect of it can be really different. And that aspect came out very clearly when I interacted with the civil servants who were present, uh, who were there in the cohort with me. So that um, I learned about not just public policy aspects of uh, how public policy is done or what's the best standard practices in public policy, but also the fact that um, there are so many limitations when a civil servant is working under a minister and how they you learn certain things in school and when you have to put them in practice, it can be a completely different ballgame. There are many favorite moments, but the one that really stands out is um, is the time when we were invited to uh, uh, 
to dinner at um, uh, at the at the homes of uh, different American families when they open their hearts and their homes to us um, and their kitchens to us and give gave us the opportunity to to break bread with them that was the most uh, touching thing for me because you can as a tourist when you go to different parts in the world which I did for seven years. So I was not, uh, it was not that I was unfamiliar to how America is or how, um, how the different places look, but it was uh, what I was not uh, accustomed to or what I didn't know the different uh, side of America was the American home, you know, how people, um, um, so I went to this, this person's house and her husband was, um, uh, her name is Mary and her husband was just recovering from cancer and despite that she invited us and a group of us to her home and she had her f um, a couple of her friends over to help her cook dinner and um, that was that was very touching for me that despite the fact that she has her own complexities to navigate she was uh, willing to share her home, her time with somebody else and show them uh, the American way of living. Um, we made some food together and we um, we had conversations about everything that we could possibly think of. And it was, um, it's, it, was a, it was a very memorable evening. While she didn't originally envision herself becoming an entrepreneur, Nidhi saw a piece in the educational system that was missing, self-confidence. She set out to add this element into children's education through writing and self-expression and her podcast, Brainstorm, which offers the chance for girls to express themselves freely. Attending uh, the IVLP program was just soaking in many possibilities in my mind and those seeds um, sprouted later on in my life. In 2018, when I attended the program, I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur. But when I came back and I started, because I had moved countries, I had come to Switzerland at that point, And I was wondering what lies next for me. Uh, and um, I, I found a gap in how the Swiss system, because uh, English is the second language in, in Switzerland, Germany, German being the first language. Uh, most of the English speaking community here feels that the uh, the level of English is not at par that they would find and in their home countries. That was one aspect of it. And the other aspect was that I always found um, too much emphasis on theory and very little emphasis on at actually um, being creatively expressing your voice. So I thought what I could do was bring in a creative expression, being confident as a public speaker. That was the element that I wanted to add to this picture, not just give them a great foundation in writing, but also being able to express those thoughts and ideas very clearly. Uh, and that's when I started my um, my educational initiative for creative writing and public speaking. And the pandemic has really given me this opportunity because earlier sitting in Switzerland, I wouldn't have had that chance to conduct virtual workshops, which has become possible now. So um, I I think it's uh, it's just an amalgamation of all the things that have come together. My experience with IVLP, my um, the fact that the pandemic came and or my uh, the possibility of opening up and offering workshops in Singapore.
every day I look forward to uh, getting up and getting dressed to go for the new workshops or the new ideas that I'm going to soak in today and learn not just from the people who are um, who are going to conduct the workshop trainers, but also my cohort. I think in the era of Zoom calls and Clubhouse, uh, the power of voice is uh, undenied. Everybody recognizes how important it is to express yourself clearly and effectively. Um, and as I touched upon earlier, when I was growing up, my father used to write uh, newspaper headlines with some short details and ask me to share it in the morning assembly in my school. And my teacher was kind enough to give me the opportunity every time, every every week. Once a week, I used to get that opportunity to go ahead and present the news. Um, and as as a young girl, I I developed that habit of going up on stage and presenting something. And later on, debates, elocutions, and poetry res, uh, uh, poetry competitions came by, and I took part in them openly because I never had that barrier. My uh, at a young age, I was introduced to that, and I never thought it was something difficult, or I never, I never was stage shy. But on the other hand, I feel that many children don't get that opportunity because they have so many extracurricular activities to go for that these things do not take any kind of prominence. Uh, grasping and retaining information is what we are trying to make our uh, children good at, which is which is important. But I wouldn't sideline the importance of being confident and um, articulate with our ideas. So at the same time, I want children to have and in, in the current generation, what we see is children are really uh, plugged into social justice, climate change, and they want to express their voice on all important topics. Uh, but what happens is that they um, they do not have a chance to ponder and think over them or express what they want to do. Um, and through my workshops, what I aim to do is to give that uh, that moment of calm where a structured writing activity is there, where they think about what what's happening around them and give them different writing prompts to go through so that they can actually think what they are passionate about and also have the right medium of expression. So for maybe for somebody, it is poetry. For the other person, it might be a stand-up act that they want to do. And the other person might want to do a podcast episode on that. So that is what I want them to do. Be creative, think, uh, and come up with their own creative form of expression. And now that I have been making um, these creative expressions into podcast podcasts for last nine months. I've seen that they have come up with the with the most creative, most different, unique uh, ideas by themselves, and I don't have to initiate that um, or give so many inputs anymore. Um, once we got the hang of podcasting, I I decided first we started with Brainstorm because Brainstorm, the kids podcast is about it integrated very well with the format of my creative writing and public speaking because it gave children a very safe audio platform to express themselves. Uh, they don't have to be on a visual medium. It's an audio medium, which is very safe for children to uh, put their ideas out there. That was the whole intent of starting Brainstorm. And the second podcast is Unstoppable by Nidhi, which is a woman's podcast. 
oftentimes we see that important issues that affect women uh, are highlighted during Women's History Month, Equal Pay Day, Women's Day. Uh, this is the gender gap. This is what's happened with domestic violence this year. All these topics just come out on particular days or particular months in a year. Rest of the time, people are not talking about them. Nobody is discussing. Recently, when COVID started, um, the people started talking about how moms are doing double shifts, double shifts, because they have to fill in uh, for the role of an educator, childcare, and also do their, um, do their daily work. And all of these issues were at the, at, at the back of my mind, and I really wanted to bring them to the front because I wanted to stir conversations on these topics because uh, I feel if we do not talk about these issues, they do not, they do not take um, priority in public eye. For example, 39% of GDP is contributed by moms who stay at home. Um, so that if you calculate the economic contribution of stay-at-home moms in certain countries, it reaches the level of 39% of GDP. But does a policymaker come out and say, I want to create a policy that helps stay-at-home moms get access to finance so that they can start their own business? Do you hear of a government scheme where women can return to work uh, more often than not, this is started by the private sector and all these conversations do not happen because these these issues do not have weight. And I wanted to merge research and storytelling and have real women share their perspective on these issues, whether it's why husbands who do household work are given that crown of being the best husband in the world and the most supportive spouse in the world. As Nidhi pursued her career path in storytelling, she began to realize that success wasn't just about passion, but about a willingness to learn and become curious. And while her proudest moment may have yet to come, she seeks meeting and new experiences, including in conversing with people with different perspectives and beliefs, which Nidhi believes is how we can foster productive dialogue and appreciate the common humanity among cultures and people. I think um, my proudest accomplishment is yet to come because um, and and if I if I divide it into three categories of proud of uh, what I'm proud about, the first category would be my physical ability. What have I uh, gone beyond my physical limitations and done so and then would be the second category of being mental and the mental and emotional area what have i gone ahead and accomplished beyond my mental strength or my emotional ability in the physical category i think in in terms of my mental and pushing myself mentally and emotionally to go ahead and break the barriers that i wanted for myself i I guess the most important accomplishment for me was to be the first woman in my family to uh, be financially independent because uh, uh, I, I, my, my mother, my grandmother, none of us, none of them uh, ever had the opportunity to work, and I don't think it's because lack of it was not a lack of uh, capability or capacity. I think it was just lack of recognition that uh, they are equally 
capable of doing what they whatever they set their mind to and i think i uh, i'm fueled by uh, their dreams for me and their dreams for all the daughters in the world i'm not fueled by passion so much as much i am cu curious to learn uh, so if you put me in a situation where um, or in a room i would be very curious to learn about uh, all of you i would like to i would like to listen more than to contribute because i really want to know your story so that curiosity leads me to all different uh, sorts of areas which i haven't explored before i just want to i'm just curious to see if i am able to do this if you're considering going for uh, any of the programs sponsored by uh, the US Department of State or any other exchange programs that come your way, I would highly recommend it. Uh, and my first reason for that is um, there is no harmony without a dialogue. If you don't start the conversation with somebody across the table, even if their views are completely diametrically opposite yours, there is no possibility of having a common ground. To recognize the common humanity, you need to have a conversation. So the importance, the fundamental importance of an exchange program is to create a dialogue, to appreciate the common humanity between different cultures, even different, uh, um, different ideologies. So if even if my country follows a very different way of thinking or way of being governed compared to the US, having uh, sitting on the same table, sharing the same food, I'm able to break that barrier and, and listen to your story and understand and grasp that. That's the first fundamental reason why I would recommend somebody to be on an exchange program. Number two is the possibility of interacting with a very bright group of people who are being selected from all over the world they have done their part to be there and they are there to add meaning to your program as well so keeping an open mind and going there to learn as much as we can from that program is is the whole idea or the whole mission for that. So uh, it's not just the program in itself, the reputation or the prestige attached to it, but the people who are going to be there with you who are going to add value to it. Uh, and thirdly, I would, feel, um, I would say the third reason for that is your career is, um, especially in today's day and age, uh, it's not a static um, or it's not a one path uh to success we have very different ways to get to our destination and only when you go for uh, exchange programs like ivlp you get the opportunities and those ideas that you never thought were possible possible for you because those pivots those ideas sitting in your country in your community in your hometown, you wouldn't be able to experience what you can in a room full of bright minds who would suggest something new, which might be a new future career for you. So I would highly recommend anybody to apply for such programs and work towards getting an opportunity and building that opportunity for yourself. We'd like to thank Nidhi for sharing her story with us. And thank you, our listeners for coming along on the journey.
If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe to Voices of Exchange wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends too. Each episode, we strive to bring you inspiring stories from our global network of exchange alumni. Have an international exchange story yourself? Have any questions or suggestions? Email us at voicesofexchange@state.gov or reach out to us on Instagram at Voices of Exchange. We would love to hear from you. You can also find out more information on our alumni and our global network at alumni.state.gov. This is Voices of Exchange.